Welcome to Illumini Legacy. I'm Nate Tyson. And I'm Jenny Van Ostel, and we are here to talk the tunes. Every episode, we watch and discuss a different Warner Brothers animated short or related media. We take turns picking the subject, and this time it's Nate's turn. What did you pick for us today? Well, Jenny, I picked today Little Red Riding Rabbit from 1944, uh, directed by Fritz Freeling. Why did you pick it? Well, it is one that I recognized the name of just when I was looking at sort of lists of Looney Tunes episodes. And I remembered there being a particularly funny Red Riding Hood parody. Uh, Red Riding Hood is obviously a popular story to do parodies of in cartoons. Mm-hmm. So I decided to check it out and uh, to make us check it out. Awesome. Yeah, Looney Tunes did a lot of Red Riding Hood parodies, turns out. Uh, But I think this one stands out to most folks. As far as the Looney Tunes go, yes. I think there is another Red Riding Hood cartoon called Red Hot Riding Hood, which is actually where where the original, like, wolf freaking out at somebody performing and slamming the table uh, comes from, which is a Tex Avery. But this is the... I think second most famous uh, outside of that one. And yeah, do you want to give us a summary? I can can do my darndest. All right, we open. Red Riding Hood is singing really off key, a little factory song about her dad being stuck there. And turns out she's bringing her grandma a bunny rabbit, who of course is Bugs Bunny. Uh, hilariousness ensues. She comes across a wolf, as in the classic Red Riding Hood tale. Uh, He switches the sign. She takes the long way to Grandma's house. He takes the short way. He replaces Grandma, kicks out the other wolves that are trying to replace Grandma, because, of course, Red Riding Hood gets there. Bugs is still in the basket. She brings Grandma a bunny rabbit. The wolf is like, oh, great, a bunny rabbit, and kicks her out. Uh, which is, you know, a departure from classic Red Riding Hood because he's excited to eat this bunny rabbit. And then just hijinks, hijinks. The wolf is trying to get Bugs. Uh, Bugs is evading the wolf. Seems to be having a really, really great time. Red Riding Hood comes in occasionally to say her lines. I'll get into that more later. And then at the very, very end, the wolf is in a tight spot. He's got fire right under his butt. And Red Riding Hood has pushed Bugs to the limit, and Bugs replaces the wolf with her, and they share a carrot. Indeed. That is about it. Indeed. That's a good summary, Jenny. Thanks. I did it myself. So, uh, I'm just going to start by asking you, what'd you think of this? I enjoyed it. I remember having a lot of feelings about when I was a kid. Mm. She's definitely written to be... You know, obnoxious, like a, a Bobby Sox, soccer, soxer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's just a term for like a, you know, a young person at the time, a, style, a sort of a hipster or mm. a, you know, Zoomer or oh, whatever. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I, I really enjoyed the chase 
pranks and the the goofiness that happens with them. Uh, so like the wolf pretending to be a door at one point and Bugs being tricked by it, mm-hmm. but then catching on super fast and knocking on the wolf as if he was a door. I I loved that. I don't know how I feel about the overall message of, oh, this girl is annoying. That feels bad. I don't disagree with that. What you got in the basket, gorgeous? I love the chase. I think the it's very fundamental Bugs Bunny chase. This is early enough. So this is 44. So this is in the next few years, and especially from this cartoon in some ways, Bugs is going to develop and become the guy we know. This is a very, or a relatively early Bugs. So he still has some more simple stuff. They haven't sort of mined all the uh, natural gags from him yet. So he, you know, he does a lot of just outrunning him. Um, he does the encouragement, like the, the pretending he's on his side to trick him, like where he's oh, just yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. the rabbit's like, over there, you know, and, and sort of like yeah, very he's simple. like whistling and pointing at places. Very simple mind games, not, you know, he doesn't have to dress up. He's not doing some of the later sort of more complicated stuff. He's, he's just very simply kind of just being too much for the wolf and the wolf doesn't know how to handle it. I find the Red Riding Hood character immensely funny. I I really was delighted the entire time. The woman who performs as Red Riding Hood in this is, uh, I have it written down as B. Benedict, and she gives a hell of a performance in this. I love it, because she is asked to play an annoying teenage girl, essentially. And considering this is all written by, you know, Men, uh, I think the general feeling is, uh, let's draw, let's, let's do an annoying teenage girl. And so they, they did. It would be sort of like if she was constantly talking about TikTok, I guess, or whatever pe- like old men <laughs> think kids do now. I mean, that's I'm an old man and I think kids do that. So that's the example. Mm. So she's, she's supposed to be sort of the young, young generation that's kind of annoying to them. So she was inspired by screen and radio comedian Cass Daly. Interesting. I, she does seem so specific, and her face is so specific that I wondered if there was a model that was sort of the inspiration for her. But the what I like about Red Riding Hood in this is that she is just continuing on with her role. It's yes. like she's a poorly cast Red Riding Hood. Like yes. she's a bad actress playing Red Riding Hood because every time she comes in and she's not doing, she's not actually tricked by the wolf. She doesn't actually want to deliver. Like, like all of it is just because she knows she's Red Riding Hood and she has to do these things. So she keeps trying to keep the story going despite the fact that the wolf and bugs want nothing to do with the original Red Riding Hood story. So she keeps popping in and trying to like get the wolf to do the traditional dialogue. And every time she does, she starts with, hey, uh, so this sort of like teenage sort of like grabbing your attention and then being like, ah, hold on a second. You know, this very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has an uh before every line. And she also has a way of saying things as, again, as if she was a bad actress. And one of them is when she's talking to the wolf and she says, that's an awfully big nose for you to have. As if she had realized she had screwed up the end of the line. She adds to have at the end of a couple of different sentences, which is, to which have. I, I, I can't really do it justice. It is just a very funny line delivery. And she, this, I think the whole 
cartoon could come off as more mean-spirited if she wasn't so good at being annoying and terrible at her job as Red Riding Hood, uh, the actress that is, who does a fantastic job. She is definitely not being just a typical teenager at the time, and then them casting her as annoying. She has a very intentionally grating voice. Like, I imagine this voice actress had to, like, drink honey <laughs> to protect her vocal cords. And, and yeah, just being um, intrusive, the hey, uh, and grandma, and um, just interrupting anything that's happening. And she really is oblivious to everything because the initial trick that the wolf plays is to, you know, switch a shortcut sign, which this is something that would have made me laugh as a kid because the entire thing is that the shortcut is literally just the entrance to her house. And then the other direction is this long path up and down a mountain. But you can see from the sort of fork in the road, you can clearly see the house and you could just go right to it. But she's like ah, this must be a shortcut, and goes all the way up and down the mountain, uh, giving the wolf time to get there. And she's singing a song to herself the entire time. A la da 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 something like that. Well, the first one she's singing, the one that you uh, called a factory song, is something Mm -hmm. that's called Five O'Clock Whistle. And it's most famously sung by Ella Fitzgerald who uh, is, you know, an incredible singer, one of my favorites, and not done justice by this uh, character, who I think is purposely, you know, mutilating what would have been a current song. That's the other thing I said, that it would have been a current song. Mm. She is a current teenager. There's even a joke when they uh, get to the door, Grandma's door, the reason she's not even in there, the, the wolf doesn't eat Grandma or replace her, he just hangs out because she's not there, because she's off working in the factory. She's working at Lockheed, uh, Lockheed Martin. A swing shift at Lockheed. Yep. So she is uh, sort of a Rosie the Riveter type. She is helping out with the war effort. So you've got the war effort, you've got these current songs, and sort of teenagers. Yeah, and um, this version of Bugs is sometimes referred to as wartime bugs because these cartoons were coming out during the war. And wartime bugs is a little meaner than our other Bugs. As much fun as he's having, that face at the end... Where he might hate himself in the morning, but he's gonna do it. It's a little dark. It's a little mean. He he's definitely not the face of a, a major media conglomerate at this point. He is he's a stinker. He's he's an actual little stinker. Facially, he's different. He's he's a little bit chunkier. If you watch it, you'll instantly realize that this is not quite bullet head bugs, but more towards bullet head than the one that we would get later and sort of have as our our bugs for the last couple decades. Stims for a rabbit. Yeah, and he's got a cute face too, say. The other element of this is it's not just a parody of Little Red Riding Hood, the story. It is specifically a parody or reference to the Disney production of The Three Little Pigs, where the same actor who played the wolf, Billy Bletcher, uh, plays the wolf in both cartoons uh, and also in the follow-up to The Three Little Pigs one, which is just called The Big Bad Wolf and includes Little Red Riding Hood. So this was the Disney wolf that they are using. They're using the same voice Mm -hmm. actor, so they're purposely sort of sending up an existing Disney 
cartoon, the silly symphonies that they were doing, of course, which were very different than the Merry Melodies. (laughs) Yeah, completely different. It was meant to be wisecracking, sardonic adult version of those cartoons, which is funny to think of it as the adult version, but it really is. It's it's sort of meant to make, it's making fun of teenagers, you know, they're talking about the war. This is when they were still, of course, being shown before major motion pictures. So presumably you would have a bunch of adults wherever this was being shown. Uh, and I wanted to mention the wolf speaks in what seems to be French at one point. He's trying to like sweet talk Red Riding Hood a little bit. Like, oh, mon cherie, da 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 He's like a little French grandmother, yeah. Yeah, and I'm wondering if that's more of the Warner Brothers fake French that we hear in the Pepe Le Pew cartoons. Because when I watch, so oh. I, watch with, um, I watch with captions, and when I'm watching it, it just says, like, inaudible French. <laughs> it doesn't actually, of course, spell anything out. I do recognize Mon Cherie, as I think most um, Americans would, because it's just, it shows up everywhere. Uh, but the rest of it is very, like, fluid, very low volume. I'm assume I'm going to assume it's fake French. It could be maybe a reference to... I'm not sure if Little Red Riding Hood originally is a French story or if it's a, a German. It feels German. But uh, yeah, either I mean, way, they're, they're close. It's a little violent for the French. It feels much more like a, a, a grim sort of thing. It's it's my favorite because it's probably the stupidest is when Bugs and the wolf are face to face and Bugs just starts mu- like saying the same thing and making the same facial expressions <laughs> until he starts leading the wolf instead of following the wolf. And then suddenly they break out into song. And I hope you did research on this song, because as with any Looney Tunes song, I'm concerned about its origins. But it was And the wolf gets really into it. They're like clapping and singing. They get interrupted. And then the wolf comes back and immediately starts singing again. It's just like, yes, Bugs, get in his brain. Get in his brain. Bugs also holds up a sign during that. that I think it just says like, ain't he silly or something (laughs) like that, Um, which is just, it's very sweet. The song you were talking about is called Put on Your Old Gray Bonnet with the Blue Ribbons on it. It's a long title. It is a long title. Well, the with the blue ribbons on it is parenthetical. Oh. So you could just call it Put On Your Old Grey Bonnet, and people would recognize the name. It is a ragtime song from 1909, it says, mm. which uh, there's no particular origin to this song that I can find or, like, explanation, but it seems to be sort of a about mostly a wedding going down to dover for a wedding uh fields of gold the idea that it's a gray bonnet with blue ribbons on it could be a reference to the civil war um because you know gray Gray. and blue were the two colors uh it is not from what i can see a 
problematic song. There's no mention of anybody uh, online saying, oh, can't believe people are still listening to Put On Your Old Grey Bonnet. <laughs> but uh, it, so it, I think it's uh, a safe one. It came back in the 60s, uh, oh. which I guess is probably true of a lot of, I think there was a lot of sort of revival of old-timey music around then. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so... Put in Your Old Grey Bonnet has surprisingly had a few iterations. Even by the time it was done in this cartoon, it was, you know, almost 40 years old. So I think it's supposed to show that the wolf and bugs are older than mm. our Bobby Soxer mm-hmm. Red Riding Hood. Oh, man. There's so much in there. I didn't have any idea. It makes, it makes total sense. Wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. The boomer started it. I mean, every, everyone. <laughs> it's everyone, right? Uh, the the best part about the dancing, the, the wolf and, and bugs dancing is, I guess the wolf, is he wearing a dress? He's still wearing, he's still wearing grandma's outfit and he starts sort of doing a little bit of a dance with it that he gets really into it yeah he's like lifting it up and he's sort yeah, of doing an old timey dance underneath it yeah uh which is it, it, it's a very fun physical moment with the characters mm-hmm. uh it, it is considering how you're kind of right it is a little bit of a mean-spirited cartoon it's a very sort of silly part of the conflict yes absolutely get into ratings oh yeah oh yeah first category is gags i love 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 the gags in this one as uh potentially mean as they could get at the very end like the very very first gag is bugs i think this is the first one popping out of the basket and being like yeah what you got in the basket and she says she's got a bunny rabbit. And uh, she pulls out the legs and all of this. And then she, he asks more about it. And she says, yeah, he's got a really cute face, too. And pulls Bugs out to look at the person she's talking to. And it had me from there. Even before the chase scene. Just the uh, the casual Bugs. The cool, cool, calm, collected Bugs being shown his own face. First off, he calls her beautiful. He says, hey, beautiful. Gorgeous. What do you got in the basket? Or gorgeous. Okay, yeah, he definitely. And then when she says he has a cute face at the beginning and he had called her gorgeous just then, I was like, what's going on with these two? <laughs> uh, but she, yeah, she is talking to him and he's asking her and she's referring to him, but then talking to him as if he is not the same person, the yes. same bunny that she is yes. talking about. So it, it's a very, and so when she, she pulls him through one side of the basket and points his face at where his face previously was as if to show him himself uh it, it, it is very funny you're yeah, right it's um very funny. 
I like that one. I like all the lead up through Red Riding Hood getting there, essentially. Like, I love the shortcut part. I really like the wolf getting to the house, realizing that there are several other wolves in the bed, including a tiny little one behind the pillow, establishing that Red Riding Hood is more of a job than it is an organic story at this point. Uh. All of the wolves know that Grandma is away, and they're all trying to do it. And he essentially is like, no, this is my gig. Get out of here. Which is uh, a pretty funny that they were trying to usurp the big bad wolf and get there first. The fact that grandma is away at the factory is also a funny detail. Yeah, this feels almost very showbizy too, especially showbiz during war. I have my job, it's locked down. This young kid who like barely knows her lines is here. People who are normally there are off working factory jobs. People with like arguably bit parts, like the grandma who gets eaten immediately. Mm. I don't know. Oh, and I mean, she she doesn't even get eaten in this one because right. she's off working at the factory. Right, exactly. Yeah, and- so if I'm an actor and I have a part that's five minutes long and I can get a job at the factory. Might as well do that instead. And, you know, it just occurred to me that the reason that the wolf is so protective of this gig, he's had it before because he's the Disney wolf. That's It's his gig. He it's had it. Gig. He's had it across companies. They're probably going to give him a bad uh, name. Oof. They're not going to do it as well. No, that's true. So what would you rate these gags? I am I am so in love with these gags that I don't I don't even know where to begin. I'm going to rate these gags um Shit, I actually need to think about this one. I'm going to say I I'm not going to go with my usual ratings uh of sort of piece other other art or things that are similar, the gags remind me of like, great character actors in Hollywood back in the day. Like, like, spe- like the, her performance, I think I think her vocal performance, uh, again, her, that's B. Benedict, is so good and so funny and so precise that everything around it almost feels not inconsequential because it's all very funny, but like it, it, she is a highlight among highlights. And so any gag with Red Riding Hood herself, I think is very funny. The, the not primitiveness, but the basicness of the sort of trickery that Bugs uses in this one is very fun. And sort of seeing him back to like OG tactics is, is uh, a blast. And honestly, the wolf doing the door gag classic, they would repeat the, the gag a few more times in the future. Good. All right. I think I know what I would rate this gag. Uh, an A plus party anthem music video. It's so fun. It's so catchy. It's so inconsequential, but in the best possible way. And is this the LMFAO party anthem or just a, a regular party anthem? You know, anthem? I was thinking of any party anthem, but you know the, you know how I feel about LMFAO and how much I love them, unironically. Uh, so party rock, LMFAO, music video is my rating for these gags. All right, great. That adds up 100%. I have no questions. All right, our next category is art. What do you think of the art in this one? was fine it, it didn't stand out um particularly i can't say uh you know because with some others there's you know a certain style to them that like evokes a certain type of place and i mean this is a fairy tale that's been done a million times even by them 
Yeah, I don't think the art stands out. I do think, I think the physicality of the Bobby Soxing mm-hmm. uh, Red Riding Hood is pretty funny. Like, I think her her long sort of, not clumsy, but sort of odd legs Gangly. and sort of limbs and like mm-hmm. and her gangliness and everything is very funny. Um, and so she is a fun creation, I think, art-wise. I agree. Her her movements are just a little extra exaggerated, like you expect from young actors or inexperienced mm. actors. I think the art is really understated in that way of like we were getting into with all of the wartime references and the kind of turns um, to the usual so I wouldn't say this is a piece of art in the way that What's Opera Doc was. But there's artistic elements that I think should be appreciated. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it stands out. Uh, so I think my rating would be um, there was a weird puppet version of Little Red Riding Hood that I ran into one night uh, on TV. I don't, I don't remember what TV channel. It was like, I think maybe the Independent Film Channel or something like that. And they had a short that was these puppets doing Red Riding Hood. And it it is a very odd, haunting short, and it involves uh, there being a bird who warns Red Riding Hood and it, it's that she's going to like end up eating her own grandmother because the grandmother, like the wolf, is feeding her parts of her grand... It's very odd, very dark. Uh, and I would say that I rate it about that because both will stick in my head. <laughs> But this one, because of how annoying Red Riding Hood was uh, in the best possible way, uh, not because of the weird, poetic gothiness of that uh, other piece I saw. That other piece sounds incredible. I'm going to have to try to find it. I do remember that at one point a bird says to her, "'Tis a slut who eats the meat of her grandmother or, or the flesh of her grandmother or something like that. It's a very odd cartoon or uh, not cartoon short that that is that is very odd um keeping with my lmfao slash redfu who is half of lmfao um who took who has a solo career i'm gonna rate it's our booty man uh which is a song by redfu uh because he's a booty man it's very um to the point uh, it's still very catchy. It would be easy to dismiss its importance. Our next category is whimsy. I don't think this is a super whimsical cartoon. What do you think? As far as fairy tales and cartoons are concerned, I think it feels way more grounded. Like the war effort is in your mind. Since she starts with the factory song, you see Lockheed immediately. You see the wolf in his like tattered overalls. Um, You know, nobody seems to be doing really great. Um, It just has that realness to it. So as fun and full of gags, especially the second half is, it's still from a place of need, 
which makes it feel a little less whimsical. Yeah, I think anything based that's sort of like tied to a story or a pre-existing story that Looney Tunes does can be a little less whimsical because it's kind of limited by the structure. It's meta. There's some meta stuff going on. Mm -hmm. For whimsy, I would say the original Little Red Riding Hood story is about as whimsical as this one gets. And when you say the original... Oh, God, yeah. Uh, So I just looked up animated version that I'd seen. And it turns out that there is a version of the story as told in France that is a lot darker. And in it, uh, Little Red Riding Hood ends up eating uh, some of her grandmother because the wolf feeds it to her. So that is uh, going to go ahead and be my rating is that version of Little Red Riding Hood. It's about as whimsical as that. Yeah, this wasn't super whimsical. This was really real, uh, grounded. And so I don't know if any of Red Foo's songs are appropriate. (laughs) Oh, does he not have an album that's more grounded and realistic? <laughs> not not in my experience. Um the 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 song that I think most appropriately equates is the song called Good Things Happen When You're Drunk. When you're listening to it's one of those like when you're listening to it, you're like, ooh, like 19-year-old me would be super into this. 32-year-old me is like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where it gets you. It's catchy though. It's catchy. Mhm. Mm-hmm. All right. Our final category is storytelling. And I'm just going to say it's average. Uh it's it's the story of Little Red Riding Hood with a twist. So it and honestly, it feels like there's a lot of filler. Like the chase is fun and it's good, but like it it, does, it doesn't feel structured into the inherent wolf rabbit or story. Like it just is a chase. Um, so I actually, I might even say it's a teensy bit underwhelming story-wise. Uh, nothing, nothing too terrible, but I will say for the third category running, it's going to be that weird version of Little Red Riding Hood (laughs) that the French do. I beg to differ on the storytelling. I think it is, you know, very simple, a Red Riding Hood story. There are things that are tangential to that story, but as we're analyzing it, I feel like there's a lot more there and that during the chase, a lot of grandma's house gets revealed in a way that seems like it's only serving the chase, but you actually see into some of the other rooms. And so I think there is a lot of story there. And I think there was, um, like a, a thread running through that maybe you don't see on first or second watch. Hmm. That's very fair. Uh, I might have not given this the credit that it deserves. Listeners, you will have to decide. Or maybe I'm just really painting a lot into it that really is. <laughs> Couldn't be. Never. Um, so the Red Foo song that I have uh, for the storytelling ranking is the song Keep Shining. Because on first listening, you're like, this is cool. This is fine. This is typical. But the more you listen to it, the more like real musical production you can like hear and appreciate, especially if you're listening, say, in a car where you have like the speakers coming from different directions and you hear like the build. It's a really good song. It's really underrated. Well, obviously, I'm going to have to check out some. Is it Red Foo? Yes. I'm going to check some out, I guess. Awesome. I'm so excited. This has been a Looney Legacy. I'm Jenny Van Osdell. 
And I'm Nate Tyson. And as always, that's young people who we don't like, folks. If we were in a situation that this applied, I would have loved to use it. Juicy Wiggle was in the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie that Redfoo appeared in, which makes it seem like maybe it's a stupid song. There's a great music video.